Great, Amor. Hello. So, we are going to talk about the shit show of French politics. Yes. Right? Yes. Fantastic. I want to edu educate you on how bad French politics are. Well, I've come a long way, but uh, I definitely would like to to hear more more of the of these stories. And today we wanted to to talk about this um, figure that you have as a president uh, in France. Yes. President Macron. Yes, and especially a big sore point of mind and many French friends is that perception of Emmanuel Macron abroad is still rather positive with the image of a centrist progressive president that he had in 2017, which is not completely wrong, somehow, uh, but which has largely changed nowadays. And I would like to set things a bit straight for whoever <laughs> listens to this and uh, I might still be under this impression. And also to answer a very important question, do you know what the most important question regarding President Macron is? Um, no. <laughs> All right. Does President Macron wear fake hair? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I really want that. Uh, that that was a plot twist. I, I didn't expect to get this uh, bonus, and now this is the only thing that I'm here for. So we'll we'll only touch that at the end of the session. Okay. Yes. We uh, have a sleeping baby, so this can uh, can explode any any moment. But we'll get there. So first of all, um, understanding the presidency of Emmanuel Macron is understanding that. He's a bit of an anomaly in the French politics, meaning that for decades we had um, alterna alternating uh, presidencies between the two big party blocs, which were the Socialist Party on the left and the Liberal Conservative Party on the right. Yeah, the, same, <clears throat> the same in Spain. No? Yeah. We are within, within uh, shifting, doing this uh, uh, alternating left-right, left-right, nominal left. Right. Yeah, and, and quite uh, other countries as well. And and in the 2017 election, there was uh, some people even say that the stars aligned for Macron because the political situation was in complete upheaval. Uh, so in 2017, uh, we were at the end of the presidency of, uh, of François Hollande, which was elected mostly because uh, French people hated President Sarkozy, his predecessor. And his presidency was very lackluster in that uh, in that it marked the the open shift of the socialist party towards a neoliberal uh, socialist party. Can you give me some examples of things that happened under Hollande that were especially um, especially riveting? Oh yeah, the, so the most egregious was a new labor law that was uh, instituted in twenty in twenty sixteen and. Uh, which uh, which Macron con a type of policies that Macron continued. He was actually a minister for economy under François Hollande, okay. and uh, and it's a classic neoliberal labor law, meaning that uh, uh, there are facilities to lower uh, to lower uh, salaries. There are facilities to lay off people uh, without indemnities. Uh, uh, there is a, a reduction of uh, of taxation of uh, of companies, and and another example in France. I guess it's a very classic uh, post uh, financial crisis 
kind of uh, easing of any of any burden on the on the labor on the labor laws with the, under the argument of that enabling more a recovery of the of the of the hiring and the and a decrease of the unemployment no? yeah exa exactly so and actually the abrogation of this piece of the 2016 labor law is part of the program of the current uh, abrogation what uh, does it mean? Uh, suppression um, okay of this law, it's part of the program of the left currently. So to say mm. how bad this law is, is that they are they are uh, they are promising to to take it away uh, if the left uh, if the left gets elected. But before we get into the the more Macron, what uh, wasn't he an investment banker? Before? Yes, yes. So his 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 trajectory. Um, um, so he he st he studied in uh, in the French National School of Administration, which is where all the high politician uh, study study in France, um, and then uh, and then for so he was part of uh, of study commissions for um, for the French government. Uh, then for two years he was a banker for for the Rothschild Bank, uh, which is actually one of the reasons why it's also so popular with uh, financial. Financial startup and uh, and professional um, and professional sector, and then he he was part of the government of François Hollande first as a state secretary and then as the as a minister for economy. And while he was a minister of economy, he used this position to to platform his future uh, presidential campaign. Great. And um, <clears throat> so yeah, so get, getting back to the very specific circumstances of 2017, so President Hollande was uh, extremely unpopular, and he decided not to run for re-election, which which was a first. So it created this huge vacuum, and uh, and so things were opened, and and there was also a huge polarization in this election because uh, since President Hollande was not uh, was not running for re-election. Both the socialist and the conservative held primaries, which is not something common in French politics. It's uh, it's very um, it's very vertical. So usually you have the head of the party, which is, who is going to be your candidate. But with political fragmentation, uh, politics started uh, doing primaries. And interestingly, the primaries in the socialist party, uh, the winner was one of the most leftist candidates, and and that was also unexpected because they were expect expecting a more centrist candidate. Uh, Actually, someone that uh, that you as a as a Spanish minor called Manuel Valls. <laughs> mm, fabulous. Yeah, and but uh, but he lost, and and the more left Manuel Valls, <laughs> just because it's not he's not such a prominent figure in yes, Spanish yes, politics. Yes, yes, explain why. Uh, <laughs> he, he also ran in uh, in Catalonia for well, um, I think in Barcelona. It's yeah, a, he tried to be mayor for Barcelona. Mayor for and Barcelona with again. Ciudadanos and. Uh, and it was until then was absolutely disgraced in that uh, in those elections. Uh, so. Yeah, but Manuel Vaz is one of the most reviled political figure in France. Um, but we'll have another yes. another story about that. <laughs> yes. Um, right now, so so if what I got when when Macron first uh, first um, uh, ran for presidency, I was uh, picturing him as the promise of. A pragmatic, um, a pragmatic drive towards uh, 
uh, revi re revisiting the different uh, institutions and revisiting the the uh, efficiency of the institutions with a modern entrepreneurial eye and trying to to put some some um, some common sense and and some let's say not uh, to to discard some of the sacred cows, let's say, of institutionalism. I, I know I've grown a lot. <laughs> My ideas uh, seem very naive to me. Uh, now looking with all the things that I've that you've been sharing with me about Macron, but uh, but that's at least the the picture that I had of him when he was first uh, running as a candidate. No, no, that that's that's actually very true. He actually said, and that's a quote: uh, "I am here to transform France, and I will do it no matter what to to whatever well, that to doing. whatever rhythm, rhythm I choose." Yes. Uh, <laughs> that that's a that's a thing, and uh, so getting back to what what I was telling, when the socialist primary designated the most leftist candidate, a lot of uh, a lot of socialists were unhappy with that and said no, we're not going to we're not going to support this guy, and and this is what opened uh, opened the path for Emmanuel Macron, and at first when he created his movement, which is called En Marche, so going on at his, his initial Emmanuel Macron En Marche. Uh, which which uh, translates to on the wasn't way wasn't it uh, the France uh, marching yes marching on exactly marching on yeah but it was chosen because it was his initials so ah. so it was a brand recognition uh, so this is why it's called en marche nice. um, and and originally the the socialist baron thought that en marche would be some sort of satellite of the socialist party and sort of that so they could keep their hand on it and, and in this yeah, I think good luck with that yeah they, they were very <laughs> they were very sorely mistaken so <clears throat> but that's the reason why Macron ran originally because he was a complete unknown by then he had been minister for economy but it's not the most flashy uh, position in the in the government but yeah that that that, that was his whole his opening um but originally he was not considered a favorite the big favorite was the candidate of the Conservative Party because mm -hmm. the Socialists had been in power, they had been generally revived. Um, well, and, uh, and uh, Marine Le Pen was yeah. also quite strong at that yeah, time. But we're, yeah, we're, we're, we'll talk about the, the Front National. But here, it and, and the French electorate tends to be rather right-leaning, so coming out of... Uh, uh, revalued socialist presidency, it was considered that the conservative candidate would have the better chance. Um, and the, the conservative candidate was someone called François Fillon, and interestingly, similarly to the Socialist Party, he was the most right-leaning candidate of the conservative. It was not expected that he would win. Uh, people were expecting a more, a more uh, center-right liberal candidate, but it was the more right-leaning uh, and and he was elected saying a lot thanks to the Catholic uh, vote. He had the hardcore conservative Catholic vote, and, mm -hmm. and that's and that's what brought him up. But because of that, he was still considered to be a very serious. But he had an ex scandal so, right right by the end of the of the <laughs> of the campaign. Exactly, and, and that kind of vilified him and 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 ruined all his chances. Yeah, exactly. He he still did 20% for the election. Mm -hmm. So considering how big the scandal was, it was still huge, but it was not enough. What was the scandal? Give me, give me a bit of uh, oh, yeah. tomato so, tomato yeah, so, sauce. So this scandal is extremely interesting. Long story short, it was discovered that he had uh, that he had 
employed his wife as a, as a parliamentary assistant, uh, in spite of the fact that she wasn't working for him at all. No, uh, classy. She had also been employed by a millionaire friend of his for, um, for something like... Um, uh, for a total of two hundred thousand euros, same for work that she did that she that but she that's didn't not do. money anymore. Two hundred thousand euros, that was yeah, just. A, but it, 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 it was it was estimated that he embezzled from the from the parliament, where his wife was so called so called employed, uh, short of one million euros. Uh, that's not money in these levels of power. It's just a, you know, yeah, peanuts. Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> François Fillon has a big ass <laughs> castle. Uh, he's living in, and, and very interestingly, he's always saying, "Oh, part of my patrimony is this uh, is this house that I bought in the countryside, and the house is a freaking castle, three thousand square meters." So, you know how much does it cost to keep the, to keep the grounds of that castle? Well, obviously, quite a lot. <laughs> so, so yeah, so. So the conservative candidate was embroiled in this massive, massive scandal. Um, the, the 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 case is still being judged, but uh, but in the first trial, so it's being appealed. But in the first trial, he was condemned to to uh, to prison, to prison, and uh, and almost one million in uh, in. Uh, in fines. In, in, in fines. Yeah. So good. So François Fillon <coughs> out of the picture. So, that opened the uh, opened the the room for Macron. Yeah. Macron Macron wins the first round or or yes yes so with Ma Marine. Yeah. So Macron manages to pushing himself to to the first place and in the second place was Marine Le Pen and um, and maybe some other time we'll discuss the far right in France which has its own history. And the history. third place was uh, the Mélenchon. Yes, so the, right, the, the, the third place, the big, La France insoumise. The big surprise, yeah. yeah, was the, it was also a new formation at that time and, and it was the, the big surprise. And which and is the equivalent to Podemos in Spain or to... Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, Mélenchon also took a lot of inspiration from uh, Syriza in Greece, so mm -hmm. yeah, the new, uh, new radical... The new yeah, new left, new radical left. Um, well, let, let's let's stop yes. there because the radical left it's pretty much a, a mainstream media kind of branding. Oh, I think okay. a new. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, in, I, I in, think in I think if we we can we can call it the new left, yeah, right? Okay. Because the when when the whole left has veered to to the yeah. to the center right, a <laughs> yes. radical is anything that tries to to reclaim some of the tenets of uh, of uh, social welfare and so on. Yeah, absolutely. And and I do hope some other time we can talk about my uh, my friend Jean-Luc Mélenchon, uh, creator of La France Insoumise, because it's a very, very interesting story. Uh, but yeah, long story short, Macron managed to get to the first round facing Marine Le Pen, and he got a big turnout in the second round because people don't want to have the xenophobic far-right in power, so he won with 66% uh, of votes in the second round. Um, and uh, and what needs to be understood here is that Macron electorate at that time was a sort of mostly of liberal right and left, but mostly electorates on the left because he was still seen more or less as a, as a, a socially as a socialist legacy. And he had been this course in that I'm going to be pragmatic, liberal, economically, but 
progressive socially. So and one of the one of the so he he got he got quite a lot of leftist votes. It's very important to understand. One of the topics that I remember back then that he had in his campaign, even in the English-speaking media that I, that I could see, was the reform of the education system. Right, yeah. that was a big uh, one on the spotlight in those in those elections, mm -hmm. and he was really claiming what you were saying that he will look into it and really re refurbish the whole the whole educational system right? yeah and um and something that's also very important to understand how we evolved after that is that the socialist candidate uh dropped at six percent so it was a debacle from the for the for the old socialist because part of the electorate went to uh la france insoumise so more on the left and a lot of the socialist electorate Went with, went with Macron because it seemed like he had also the, the better chance. He, he had a huge media coverage. Mm. Uh, he um, One of the reasons for his success is just, that he got a lot of media attention. Just to give a bit of context about the educational system or the the institutional state you know, of some mm -hmm. of the of the um, elements of the of the welfare system of the of the welfare system in France. Uh, for what I've gathered from you as a, as a teacher, the educational system was rather robust, or at least mm -hmm. had had a, 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 a robust uh, development no? and, until until the the two thousands or something like that, and then it's been let's say a cut piece or at least put under more and more stress, and and teachers has been with uh, larger class sizes, less. Uh, uh, less uh, time to prepare, less time to, uh, and uh, and the frozen salaries, etc. To the point that a job that is relatively steady and that before was a relative a, a decent job or a decent middle class uh, sort of job that could be aspirational uh, had become. A, a job that it's very hard to fill and that is a shortage of teachers, even though it's a very vocational field. Yeah, yeah abso absolutely. That that might necessitate a longer conversation. But long story short, yeah, the educational system in France has been extremely degraded. But that, in, just in the, the what I wanted, what I wanted is to a bit to give the context of some of the electorate were people on, with that sensibilities, like. Please help us fix the education, uh, and and give us and 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 give us back some uh, some of the dignity of this of this uh, profession. Yeah, right? absolutely. But it's it's rather uh, but it's been, un it, unfortunately it, it, uh, the, the opposite. There. What happened next uh, will will surprise you. No? Yes, what happens <laughs> next uh, will surprise you um, because uh, so interestingly. So th this is maybe one point to to remind before uh, before we we have a break is that Emmanuel Macron was uh, was for, so first elected by something that uh, that uh, politist uh, specialist um, uh, Stefano Palombarini calls the the bourgeois bloc. So that's that's very interesting. It's um, so in France, we have this issue where the, the young people and the popular class don't vote that much. They have a lot of abstention. The, the classes who are the most mobilized to vote are the, are the, the, the middle, upper middle class and the, re, and the re, retired people. Mm -hmm. people. And 
And originally, again, in the old uh, bi-party system, socialist and conservative, these were sort of trans-class uh, coalitions. You ha they had votes from popular classes, middle classes, upper classes. But with popular classes voting less and less, and some of the popular class vote uh, going to, to the Front National, to the far right, um, those parties recentered their focus around the upper educated classes, because those were those were the classes uh, that vo that voted, and and when Macron was uh, was elected, it was this group, the one who had the most to benefit from uh, liberal policies, that voted for him. So the electorate of Macron was what is now commonly designed as the bourgeois bloc, but then and he. And he delivered to them, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. We will get more on that. But in the second round, it was also what is called the barrage vote. Uh, there is this expression in France, and in English, it's going to sound very wrong, but uh, but people call call them themselves the beavers because they are building a barrage against the far right, and they didn't necessarily want to vote Macron, but they didn't want to have the the far right coming in uh, coming in power. And uh, but very soon after he was elected. Uh, so Macron first said, I know that not everyone voted for my program, uh, voted against the far right, but then very quickly he veered towards, I was elected by the people. So to I'm unite like, la France, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I am the catalyst, the, 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 the lightning rod of la francophonie. Yes, but he very, very quickly that he was voted against Front National and then said, I have the, I got... I got the I got the vote, so now I'm going to to apply my my program, and and most and most notoriously. So in in France, um, currently we have a parliamentary election right after the presidential election, mm. and and again Macron was a relatively new, newcomer, and usually we have this sort of. Uh, but of, his people, he managed to get a majority in the yes. parliament with. A, recently formed wet clay kind of party right? yes uh, absolutely so that that was uh, that was also a good surprise and, and I think here his uh, his group maneuvered uh, pretty well so in the so in the parliamentary election he managed to to get an absolute majority because because again it was a relatively unknown quantity and that was what is called the honeymoon phase so he managed to get a lot of parliament uh, members uh, members elected and he had an absolute majority so Summer of 2017, after the presidential and after the parliament election, basically he holds a lot of power and he has an open boulevard to to do politically what he wants. But that's a lifetime ago. No, we're just actually at the time of recording. We're just coming off the 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 his second election. Yes, and it's just he was uh, he was elected president for for the second time, and this time he has been elected. A barely-ish, I mean, he got 55 against, uh, or 50-something against Marine yeah, 58. 58%. 58%. Yeah. But that was a much different, much different picture. And uh, a lot of people, at least as far as I know, has really said anything but Macron in these elections, right? Yes. So what happened in the middle to... So what happened? So we'll take a short break and then I'll get to what happens and how it all went downhill from there.